Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of Huntington disease found under the neurology section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 30-year-old woman presents with a two-year history of anxiety, gait instability, and progressively worsening tics. She has no family history of neurologic disease, but her father committed suicide at age 32. MRI scan of the brain shows atrophy of the cerebral cortex and caudate nucleus. Let's continue with an introduction to Huntington disease. Clinically, it is defined as an autosomal dominant, incurable neurodegenerative disorder characterized by choreiform movements, cognitive decline, and mood dysfunction. With regards to epidemiology, remember that it usually begins between ages 30 to 50, but it may be seen as early as infancy in juvenile Huntington's disease if age of onset is less than 20 or an older age. Also remember that both sexes are affected equally. In terms of the pathophysiology, there is autosomal dominant CAG triplet repeat expansion in one allele of the Huntington gene on chromosome 4. Also remember that the number of CAG repeats determines the presence of disease. If there are less than 29 repeats, there is no disease or a normal phenotype. 30 to 35 repeats is considered an intermediate allele. This means that there is no risk to the individual, but increased risk for offspring. 36 to 39 repeats is considered an incomplete penetrance allele, and greater than 39 repeats is considered a full penetrance allele. The number of CAG repeats may increase with subsequent generations, which is referred to as anticipation, particularly with paternal transmission. Huntington disease mutation results in neuronal death, particularly in the caudate nucleus and putamen, which is part of the basal ganglia. Also remember that the age of onset and severity of disease is inversely correlated with the number of CAG repeats. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms will include involuntary movements, such as chorea or choreiform movements, which are dance-like hyperkinetic movements, as well as athetotic or choreathetotic movements, tics or grimacing, ataxia, and falls. There will be cognitive deterioration, which is evidenced by memory loss and language disability, as well as psychiatric dysfunction, which may present with depression, suicidal ideation and suicide, irritability and anxiety, psychosis, sleep disturbance, aggressivity or impulsivity, substance abuse, hyper or hyposexuality, and there may be other symptoms such as weight loss and swallowing difficulty and aspiration. In terms of the evaluation, Remember that molecular genetic testing for the number of CAG repeats in each of the Huntington disease alleles is diagnostic. In terms of imaging, MRI may demonstrate atrophy of the caudate imputamen as well as general cerebral atrophy. With regards to the differential, make sure to think about Tourette's disorder, Sydenham's chorea, schizophrenia, tardive dyskinesia, Wilson's disease, and spinocerebellar ataxia. And in terms of treatment, Remember that there is no curative treatment or treatment-altering disease progression. Supportive treatment can be highly effective, though. This may include reserpine, tetrabenazine, or atypical antipsychotics for involuntary movements, SSRIs for depression, atypical antipsychotics for psychosis and behavior problems, and benzodiazepines for sleep disturbance. Also remember that genetic counseling should be offered for patients, family members, and at-risk offspring. With regards to prognosis, remember that the condition is inevitably fatal, and the average prognosis is approximately 20 years from symptom onset. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to Huntington disease, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. 
A 48-year-old man is brought to his physician by his wife for abnormal movements. Initially, his wife thought he was fidgety and clumsy as he would drop items such as a cup of water. Now his movements are described as dance-like, where he tries to hide them by sitting on his hands or pretending that the movements were purposeful. His wife has noticed that he has become more irritable lately and that he has been less interactive with her, his grandchildren, and friends. He has a medical history of hypertension and hyperlipidemia adequately managed with lisinopril and simvastatin. His father is currently living and otherwise healthy. His mother committed suicide at age 51 for unclear reasons. Neurological exam is remarkable for chorea-like movements affecting his bilateral upper extremities. He appears apathetic and has impaired organization and planning on cognitive testing. An MRI of his brain demonstrates prominent caudate atrophy. Which of the following is the most likely cause of this patient's symptoms? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Alpha-synuclein inclusions Choice 2. Beta-amyloid deposition Choice 3. CAG trinucleotide expansion Choice 4. Protease-resistant beta-pleated sheets Or Choice 5. TDP43 accumulation The best answer to this question is Choice 3. CAG trinucleotide expansion. This patient's chorea-like movements, mood disturbances, which are evidenced by irritability and apathy, impaired executive function, which is evidenced by impaired organization and planning, and caudate atrophy on MRI are highly concerning for Huntington disease. Huntington disease results from CAG trinucleotide expansion. Huntington disease is an autosomal dominant neurodegenerative disorder that results in chorea, neuropsychiatric abnormalities, and cognitive dysfunction. The average age of onset is between 40 to 50. Patients may have parents who committed suicide for unclear reasons, which is a clue into Huntington disease in this clinical setting. This neurodegenerative disorder results from an unstable CAG trinucleotide repeats on chromosome 4. This trinucleotide repeat synthesizes a polyglutamine tract that is resistant to degradation, leading to the formation of cytoplasmic aggregates that result in the degeneration of neurons. MRI of the brain classically demonstrates caudate atrophy. The diagnosis is confirmed with genetic testing. There is currently no disease-modifying treatment for Huntington disease, and treatment is directed at the symptoms that are impairing quality of life. For example, chorea movements with tetrabenazine. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Alpha-synuclein inclusions is seen in Parkinson's disease and dementia with Lewy body. These neurodegenerative disorders present with bradykinesia, rigidity, postural instability, and resting tremor. Dementia with Lewy body classically presents with visual hallucinations, fluctuating cognition, and REM sleep disturbances. Choice 2. Beta amyloid deposition is seen in Alzheimer's disease, the most common form of dementia in the United States. Patients present with impaired episodic memory and visual, spatial, and language deficits. Patients have generalized cerebral atrophy prominently affecting the hippocampus. Choice 4. Protease-resistant beta-pleated sheets are seen in Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, a neurodegenerative rapidly progressive dementia. Patients are found to have stardomyoclonus, and periodic sharp waves are seen on electroencephalogram. CSF analysis will demonstrate an increase in 14.33 protein levels. Choice 5. TDP43 accumulation is seen in frontal temporal dementia. Behavioral variant frontal temporal dementia presents with disinhibition and impaired executive functioning. MRI demonstrates atrophy of the frontal and temporal lobes. Finally, a bullet summary. Huntington disease is a neurodegenerative disorder caused by CAG trinucleotide expansion. 
For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 46-year-old male presents with his wife to his primary care provider for depression and strange movements. His wife reports that her husband has not been himself for the last two months. Whereas he was previously outgoing in the life of the party, the patient is now irritable and withdrawn. He is a partner at an accounting firm, but his colleagues are threatening his job if he continues to perform poorly at work. The patient cannot explain the recent changes to his mood and tearfully admits he fears that there is something seriously wrong with him. His wife says that she thinks he is getting worse. The patient's past medical history is significant for hypertension, for which he takes lisinopril. His family history is unknown as he was adopted. The patient met his mother once and never knew his father but was told he died in his 50s. He drinks a few glasses of wine per week and has never smoked. On physical exam, the patient has a flat affect with facial grimace and sudden jerky movements of his upper extremities. Which of the following is most likely to be seen on further workup? And the answer choices are... Choice 1. Positive 1433 CSF assay. Choice 2. Alpha-synuclein aggregates on brain biopsy. Choice 3. Neurofibrillary tangles on brain biopsy. Choice 4. Frontotemporal atrophy on head CT. Or choice 5. Dorsal striatum atrophy on head CT. The best answer to this question is... Choice 5. Dorsal striatum atrophy on head CT. This patient presents with recent mood changes, jerky movements of the upper extremities, and a history of early death in his father, which suggests a diagnosis of Huntington disease. Huntington disease is characterized by atrophy of the caudate nucleus, which is a structure of the dorsal striatum. Although there are many causes of progressive cognitive changes, the differential diagnosis for an individual in his 40s is shorter, primarily consisting of Huntington disease, frontal temporal dementia, early onset Alzheimer disease, and Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease. Huntington disease can be distinguished from the others by the nature of the symptoms, the course of the disease, and the presence of a family history, as Huntington disease is an autosomal dominant trinucleotide repeat disorder located on chromosome 4. As in this case, HD typically presents with mood changes and abnormal movements, particularly chorea or myoclonus, over weeks to months. Although executive function can be affected early on, memory is usually preserved until relatively late in the disease. Frontotemporal dementia, in contrast, usually presents with behavioral changes, and Alzheimer's disease has memory impairment as an early sign. Neither frontotemporal dementia nor Alzheimer's disease would present with abnormal movements. Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease presents as a rapidly progressive dementia and may be accompanied by myoclonus, but it is usually sporadic and would therefore not explain this patient's family history. Head imaging in Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease also usually demonstrates signal intensity abnormalities in the subcortical structures, which is not among the possible answer choices. Caudate atrophy is typically seen on head imaging in Huntington disease. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. A positive 1433 CSF assay would confirm the diagnosis of Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease. Although Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease may also present with mood changes and myoclonus, CJD most prominently causes a rapidly progressive dementia. Choice 2. Alpha-synuclein aggregates would be found on a brain biopsy in Parkinson's disease and Lewy body dementia. Lewy body dementia is characterized by Parkinsonism and visual hallucinations. Choice 3. Neurofibrillary tangles on brain biopsy would suggest a diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease. Choice 4. Frontal temporal atrophy is consistent with the diagnosis of frontal temporal dementia. Frontal temporal dementia presents primarily with behavioral changes, and it would not present with myoclonus. Finally, a bullet summary. 
Huntington disease is an autosomal dominant trinucleotide repeat disorder located on chromosome 4. It most commonly affects patients aged 30 to 50 and presents with mood changes, abnormal movements, and subcortical dementia. Caudate atrophy is seen on imaging. That's all for this review about Huntington disease. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.